0: George Burns, American comedian, died in 1998 at 100 years of age, having been on stage in one form or another for about 80 years. He's a, he was of Jewish extraction and so told, or referred to uh, Jewish people in some of his stories. And this one concerns an event at his synagogue, a big synagogue full of rich Jewish people. When one day one of the pillars of the church, dropped down dead. Oh dear. So uh, I was upset and shocked, but they arranged a funeral. Big funeral, full packed to the brim. Out at the front was the open casket. and All the congregation came, and the wife and the children were on the front row. And in the middle of the service, they employ a sort of cantor who tells the life of the deceased it's done in order to try and move people to tears if they're not already crying so up he gets and he begins to travel back through this man's life successful businessman good employer uh, rich investments generous to the synagogue good family man etc etc and people did begin to cry on the front row the widow Stopped crying, hearing most of it, and she was a bit quizzical. She could stand it no longer, so she said, Jaime, go check the casket, see if that's your father. <laughs> now, praise can be of many different sorts, sometimes overdone, sometimes not true. But we've got a psalm of praise about Solomon, rich, successful. But John, I no doubt, will give us a fuller picture. But this psalm really goes to town, telling us what a very great king he is. Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. He will judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. The mountains will bring prosperity to the people the hills, the fruit of righteousness. He will defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. He will crush the oppressor. He will endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon through all generations. He will be like rain falling on a mown field, like showers watering the earth. In his days the righteous will flourish. Prosperity will abound till the moon is no more. He will rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the distant shores will bring tribute to him. The kings of Sheba and Seba will present him gifts. All kings will bow down to him, and all nations will serve him. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy, and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence precious is their blood in his sight long may he live may gold from Sheba give it be given to him may people ever pray for him and bless him all day long let corn abound throughout the land on the tops of the hills may it sway let the fruit flourish like Lebanon let it thrive like the grass of the field May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. All nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvellous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This is the word of the Lord.
1: The second reading is from John and can be found on page one oh eight five of your Bibles. John seventeen one to five. Jesus prays for himself. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Michael, can you tell us what the folks away will be doing this morning, what is engaging their time? Uh,
1: there will be a um, big Bible study celebration this morning and then another one tonight. Um, and then in between
0: there will be seminars, people doing, uh, studying different things. And, and how many people present? Uh, in our group? No, in the whole of Oh, um, I can't remember. Um, uh six to ten thousand i think right yes we've got a lot more here yes quite
2: um we've got all the angels and archangels are listening here but mike didn't mention them i guess they're there as well let's pray father we thank you for your word that you are a communicating god we do pray for those who are away this week send your holy spirit upon them That each one individually may learn what you took them there to hear and receive and live by. God bless them, keep them safe, bring them back safely. And may this week be a special week in their calendars. Please, dear Lord, and now will you bless us, anoint your word. By your Holy Spirit's direction we pray. Amen. I trust you've all got one of these cards which has this sermon series that we're presently engaged upon until early September. If you haven't, do pick one up as you go out. And if you're visiting and some sinners have come back, it's nice to see you. Um, Do take one of these away with you and use them so that you may be in fellowship and praying with us in the days and weeks that lie ahead Jesus' prayer I have long thought that this should have been called the Lord's prayer and what we have as what you and I call the Lord's prayer should be called the disciples' prayer this is a most holy moment can you imagine being invited into Buckingham Palace, and only you are there to listen to a conversation between our Queen and, let's say, Prince William. Very private conversation, and you're allowed to join in. Obviously, you're not allowed to say anything, and quietly you leave at the end of it. This prayer... We're talking about the King of Kings, Jesus, the Son of God, talking with his Father. I I cannot begin to get across the holiness of this moment. May God richly bless St. Jude's all the way through this sermon series that we may realize the holiness of the ground that we're standing on and that it may be a blessing to us, preacher after preacher. What a wonderful prayer this is. Jesus had spent time at the Last Supper and immediately after it, and leaving the upper room, teaching the disciples. We read this in chapters 13 to 16 of John's Gospel, and this is chapter 17. They're probably now in the temple precincts because at the end of chapter 14, Jesus said, come on, let us go, and they leave. And then he continues to teach them on the way, and this prayer is before they go down the Kidron Valley up to the Mount of Olives. In Matthew's chapter five, six, and seven, we read what you and I call the Sermon on the Mount. It starts like this. Now when he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying. And at the end of the sermon, we read these remarkable words. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. So obviously Jesus was instructing his twelve apostles And at the same time the crowds were listening in. In John's account of the Last Supper it is evident that now Jesus is alone with his disciples in the upper room and in their walk to the Mount of Olives. Some commentators have suggested helpfully that here at the end of his life with them, because he's going to be crucified tomorrow when this prayer was said, that Jesus is bringing all the teaching of that first sermon and the total teaching during those three and a half years to completion. Adam taught us last Sunday the essential and unique relationship between God the Father and God the Son immediately prior to John's description of the Last Supper. John quotes Jesus making a profound statement. I didn't speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. Think of that, Jesus, the Son of God, the living Word of God. <clears throat> needed to learn from his father not only what to say, but how to set. That's a lesson to all of us who stand here to preach God's word morning on evening. That we might so receive from the Lord before we disseminate it to those like yourselves here this morning for the wedding in Cana of Galilee which is recorded in the next chapter of John's Gospel chapter 2 where Jesus had turned the water into wine he said to his mother my time has not yet come In fact, he repeats that statement four or five times in the Gospels until we come to this particular passage where he says to his father, Father, the time has come. It's a historic moment of gigantic proportions. This is the moment the father and son had been waiting for ever since man became disobedient in the Garden of Eden. This is the moment the father had waited for ever since he sent the angels to Bethlehem with the startling message, don't be afraid shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be to all people A Savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord this is the moment his father had waited for since he had spoken from heaven at Jesus baptism you are my son whom I love with you I am well pleased so several times Jesus says my time has not yet come but now he says father The time has come. And the first thing that Jesus asks for is glory. I looked up glory in the dictionary and the meaning of this word is renown, honorable fame, adoring praise, resplendent majesty, beauty, heavenly bliss and splendor, illustrious and excellent. In Matthew's description of the transfiguration, we read this. Therefore he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. You and I haven't a clue. There's not one of us here this morning who can take in the huge meaning behind the glory of God. I'm glad that in planning this series of sermons, Jit chose Psalm 22 to go alongside these verses about Jesus and his prayer for his own glory. It would be a great help to me if you could turn to Psalm 72 in the Bibles beside you because I'm going to be preferring to it pretty extensively. Psalm 72, which is on page 585, 585. We learn from Keith just a few moments ago that this is a pretty fantastic psalm. It's a wonderful psalm, almost too fantastic to really take in and comprehend what is being said. It's to be prophetic. Even though never mentioned in the New Testament, the language throughout suggests fulfillment of no lesser person than the Messiah himself, Jesus Christ, the eternal king over all the earth. Verse 8 in Psalm 72, He will rule from sea to sea. No king on all the earth has ever done that. But Jesus will one day. The psalm ends with, May the whole earth be filled with his glory. That never referred to any Israelite king. Amen and amen. So what for us, for you and me, on Sunday the 23rd of July, 2017? In asking his father in heaven for glory to be around him once more Jesus immediately relates his glory with his authority over all and that we should have eternal life what was in Jesus mind as he mentions eternal life well the Son of God gives us his description of what eternal life means this is eternal life he said that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's exactly what Adam was teaching us last Sunday. Adam taught us of the essential and unique relationship between God the Father and God the Son. And Jesus immediately states to his Father that that unique relationship was to draw in all. Who turn to him Jesus by faith. We'll learn later in this prayer as the weeks go by God willing that Jesus prays for all those who will turn in faith to believe in him through their message there being the Apostles and that applies to you and I because there's not one of us here who hasn't come to know God by his Holy Spirit working through his many saints in chatting with the disciples over supper meal Jesus had said the Holy Spirit will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you what is mine what does that refer to Read through Psalm 272, and you'll find again and again and again. This refers not to an earthly king, although that was its intent right at the beginning, but to that future king, King Jesus, who will rule over all the world. He will take from what is mine and making it known to you. This is love. John wrote in his epistle, Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Near the end of his first letter, John writes, This is the testimony God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son he who has the son has life he who does not have the son of God does not have life slightly strange language isn't it but if I shook hands with you at the end of the service as you come out and I ask you have you got the son of God He will endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. He will rule from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes will bow down before him, and his enemies will lick the dust. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy, and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence. Long may he live. And it's a quite remarkable psalm. I invite you to go home and read it again before lunch today. But may I ask you, do you have Jesus in your life? I was listening to someone this present week who couldn't really answer that question. I said, when I was a young person, I used to go to church three times a Sunday, full stop. If that is your only experience of being a Christian, I want to tell you that it's probably not one of the questions Peter or anyone else at the beautiful gate will ask you when you seek admittance from heaven. But it's only those who have the Lord Jesus Christ resident in their lives and he never, never, never barged into anyone's life at any time. Revelation 3 verse 20, a very well known verse to many, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Yes, this is the God of glory. This is the God whose majesty was too bright for the disciples to really have words to describe it. This is the God who will welcome all those who've put their faith in him, in Jesus, therefore it is available a valid question do you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life if there are questions in your mind do ask after the service and the glory of the Lord shone all around them that was the angels at the hillside when Jesus was born how much more wonderful it's going to be when we see him face to face. And this same writer, John, says this, When we see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is.